And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone. It is Wednesday, and we do have fights today. So we're going to talk about the PFL. We got that coming up. We've got the UFC with one of my favorite fighters, Max Holloway, going at it. That's going to be an incredible fight between him and the Korean zombie. But we got all kinds of things outside of the world of fighting. Well, I guess kind of attached to fighting. I don't know. So much stuff going on. You're 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 all the way. Look at you. You're, you're reminiscing of California with your your Bellator Long oh, Beach shirt this is on. One of Very my favorite nice. shirts. I thought they did a great I job. Know, I thought they did a great job of making this shirt. They did. It's a good with the yeah. sunset kind of looking yeah. thing. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty nice. That actually, that one right behind my shoulder, that way, is my favorite shirt. That's from Fort Lauderdale. That way. Yeah, that one right there. Oh, I yeah, know you like that yeah. one. That one is not. You put it in the in the black light, and it pops real well. I like it. Not that I hang out in black lights or anything, but you know. I will. Obviously, somebody yeah, it's does. It's a pretty cool shirt, man. It's a pretty cool shirt. So <laughs> that one and this one, these are my two favorites. I mean, I've got a bunch of other ones. They just came out with the Chicago one, right? The one we last time we were in Chicago, and it just looked like yep. the Chicago Bulls logo, and I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too good. It was all right. It was all, you know, but it was it was nice. It was both I sides. Love I love Chicago, like man. Like, John, Chicago was one of those towns that, like, the first time I went, the, the first time I'd ever been to Chicago was when I fought Benson Henderson. Like, eight weeks before. Really? Yeah, it's the first time I'd ever been. And um, I mean, I've been to the airport, but I'd never been, like, in the town or in the city. <clears throat> and so, yeah. when I fought Benson, they took us out there eight weeks before to promote the fight, radio stations, you know, meet and greets, all that stuff. Anyways. I was like, man, I was really mesmerized with how beautiful it was. Chicago's it's awesome. It's beautiful. Too. People were nice. Food is fucking awesome. Food's great. The food is food's fantastic. Great. Um, you know, it was really when I but then when I went back for the fight, it was miserably cold. Miserably cold. It was in January. <laughs> yes, it but was. But I had fun. I still had fun. You know, uh, it was a great spot. I re- did I you know, I remember before that fight with you and Miss, I rounded the corner of this building. And I'm walking in, it's all icy oh, yeah. everywhere and everything. And I round the corner and the wind just hits you. And I'm like, start to walk in it. And I said, no, nope, fuck that. And I start to turn around. But as I turn around, now it's pushing me and I'm ice skating. Yeah. <laughs> it's just making me slice. I was like, this is not same good. And <laughs> I can't even go the way I want to go. Same exact thing happened to me after the fight. So I've got my little sling from my wrist and my, my hand being all fucked up. So I'm in a sling and I'm trying to cross the street. We're trying to get to a diner. It's like two blocks down. So we walk two blocks, but the, the buildings were blocking a lot of the wind. But then when we came straight where the, the street went through, man, we tried to cross the crosswalk. It pushed us on the downhill a little bit. And yeah, we were trying to, it was almost like trying to swim across a river, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we were just, we were getting pushed down as we were trying to get across. We just kept trying to move forward, move forward. Finally got to the next block and we were able to get across here to walk up the icy sidewalk to get up to the restaurant we need to get to. But it was pretty funny. <clears throat> Dangerous, but funny. Um, Chicago's, Chicago is a great place, though. It really is. Yeah. If, if someone's never been there, they got to go in the food. I will say it's got some of the best food of any place I've yeah. ever been. Do, do, I think people need to do themselves a favor. Turn the fucking TV, the, the news off and you'll actually go to these places and be like, wow, this place is really nice. If I was to ever listen to the news, I don't, but if I was to ever listen to the news, I mean, I get cl- small clips on my social that pop up and it's like, it's there. They talk like it's the worst place in the country to live. 
It might have it might have some its own problems. It's got some bad it's areas. It's got some bad areas. But, but bad every areas. fucking city does. You know, and right. <clears throat> uh, from out like every time I've been there, the people have been nice, the food's been amazing, the restaurants have been nice, hotels have been nice, wherever it is. I mean, <clears throat> everywhere I've gone throughout that city, it's been fa- it's been fabulous. And I got nothing bad to say about it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. I agree. What the hell is that noise, John? Talk to me, please. <laughs> Ask him what it is, John. Do you want to know what it is? It is. Uh, it's fantastic. I want you to see this. Because yeah. it's oh, there it went. Ah. Just drawn into. You see that cool light? They are mesmerized. It's like stay away from the light. Zip. John, I have you got, mentioned that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, okay, like four or five the whole show, mm-hmm. like four or Dude, five. No. I'm that telling thing you, something off. blew up. I thought someone was cutting toenails. These, I mean, these little tiny gnats. And I was like, I can't take it. I gotta get <laughs> so I put. In here, you got to put up this with it. This is gonna be a good show. Instead of those things flying in front of my face, I was the last show. I was like, "What the hell happened in yeah. here?" It was like because of one of the the sodas or something. I don't know, but because I don't have any food in here, hmm. don't know. You must have left the open monster. <clears throat> I think it's one of the ones that yeah, blew up. Probably from what do they call? They're called like uh, sugar flies or what? Fruit flies. Fruit yeah. flies. Fruit flies. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, I can tell you right now, they are all dying at this very moment so every time you hear that dink another one goes down yeah um all right well let's uh let's go ahead and start rolling into these this fight card man there's a lot going on this weekend uh we got the pfl we got some boxing we got the ufc uh, we got a little bit of drama at the uh jake paul dylan danis along with figuring out who the alternate is which is i think is fantastic i wish we could just oh, push yeah. dylan right out of the position and just put platinum mike perry right there That'd be awesome because I'd love to see that fight more so. And I think if Platinum Mike Perry was to fight Logan Paul, I think he'd fuck him up. I think he'd fuck well, him up. I don't think I, I, okay. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that fight. Hopefully, I mean, <laughs> look, if history so repeats you, itself, you, Dylan now, Dennis pulls now out. You, now you want Dylan to pull out. Let's yeah. follow the agenda here and name we'll, we'll Hey, 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 who the, I'm, who, the think, who do you think, think you agenda. are? Silence, ho. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> no, I get it. Um, <laughs> all right, look, we'll, we'll right. talk more about. You're that. right. We'll, we'll go back talk to more that. about that. Let's. Later on. You got the PFL here tonight. We got the PFL. It is the playoffs, as they call it, and this is to go into. I think their next show is isn't until November though, but that would be their their championship run with their million dollar payoffs and stuff. But you got the main event is. Obviously, it was kind of set up a little bit. People, I, I know people were upset about it. I wasn't, honestly, but they they took points away from a fighter based upon the performance, which made Shane Burgos, who they had brought in as you know, one of their you know main attractions uh, for the new signings, and uh, he lost his first fight to Olivier Aubin Mercier. You know, got a very tough win against a tough young opponent from uh, Japan, and then. They put him into the finals against the number one seed in Clay Collard against Shane Burgos, who's the number four seed. But this is a great fight. John, you, this is a fight you want to watch. John, you just hear what you just did for about a minute and 20 seconds. That's yeah, why fucking what? people don't watch the PFL. It was way too fucking much to describe how these guys got into the, into the playoffs. It was just too much. What? <clears throat> I'm sorry. The best this, fighter needs to get into the playoffs, and the guy who won and the other best fighter needs to get in the playoffs, and they need to fight. That's what it needs okay. to happen. <clears throat> now, the other right. two, the ones that 
that basically when people, it's so funny because when we talked to, I, I did that whole <clears throat> Nate and Schultz. Yeah, he's the one that got uh, taken. But do you out. remember I did that? I did. I did something talking about how fighters were skewing. Uh, they could put, potentially skew uh, their their opponents, and they yep. could find ways to buck the system with the betting lines and all this other stuff. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. That's exactly what happened. You had two friends that trained together, didn't want to hurt each other, you know. And I don't know if they rock paper scissors or scissors for someone to win. <laughs> But whatever happened, mm. happened, <clears throat> and the PFL caught on to it, and they were heard about it, and they realized it, and I'm glad they did something about it. Look, you get paid to fight. You get paid to play grab ass out there. You get paid to fight. So the fight didn't happen. Basically, the fight didn't happen. Well, the fight happened, <clears throat> but it didn't, yeah, happen. it didn't happen. It wasn't the fight. It wasn't. And this, this is my problem with it. And this is where I told you know there was people that called me about it and stuff and talking about. It. I said, look at the PFL is a promotion. They're paying those guys to mm -hmm. fight. Those guys are making money. And the way they make that money is by fighting. And what they are doing when they say, okay, I'll accept that fight, is they're saying, I will fight to the best of my ability. And you got to say, neither guy did. Neither guy did. Well, it, you could tell. It just wasn't their, their, they were not going after each other with an intensity that you could buy into. Yeah, it's, um, it's in your contract. That it says you will fight. Yeah. You will fight to, pretty much to the best of your to ability. To the best of yeah. your ability. It says something else. There's different verbiage for it. But yeah, but yeah, it basically yeah. says that. And that you will give it your all and you know do whatever you can to finish the fight. Whatever it is. It has, it has all these little breakdowns what, in it. What's the promoter paying for? <clears throat> no, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. In this situation, in this scenario, though, Shane Burgos, he's the beneficiary of it all, of the situation. But... Yeah, both those fighters, I wouldn't have them on my uh, in my organization anymore. But I would I agree just cut with them. you. If if well, if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna say, "Hey, I'm taking you out," of the, then I'm gonna cut yeah. you. There's because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and say that oh it's okay and I believe that you'll never do it again. I can't I I can't trust that you're gonna always give it your best performance. Mm. Yeah, there's just no way. I, I and with with the way you can bet on fights now. You're going to see more of this. And I just, I, I get nervous, especially in the point system type tournament. Not the best fighter moves on. The guy who wins moves on. It's not that. You're not getting the best of the person who, who won the fight. You're getting the one that won the fight, but they did it and they worked together and teamed together. These are things that yeah. people should be concerned about. Um, I know the promotions sure. are. I know the betting. I know the betting organizations are. I'm sure the commissions are. All of these things. I mean, it's very concerning. And so I'm glad that they did something, but they got to do more. I mean, I'm personally like, they need to be cut. Like what? Cut, released. What's that? Oh, you're saying cut. I think they need to be fined also too by by the commissions. Sorry, you're you bit you're 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 um you're fixing a fight. You fit. You. I can the tell fight. you. I'm being honest. What I have, I've had people from commissions, so executive directors, call me. And say, oh, I don't, I don't think it's right that they took him out of that that spot, you know. Or I, you know, I, I look at it and and yes, you know, look at their whole thing is it's a point system, and so with that point system, you know, those guys knew, hey, if I get the points, I'm in the playoffs, and now you're taking them out. That's just not right. And I go, whoa, 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 stop. I go, the PFL is a promotion, and and in in their promotion, they have a tournament. And they look at it and say, if you don't perform to the desired level to be part of that tournament, 
I could take you out and put somebody in that wants to be part of that tournament and wants to give the performance, you know, that we're expecting. I go, so I don't see where the problem is. There's nothing that says, oh, I've got to give you points. I said, they have a point system. I understand that, but they're a promoter and the promotion wants to put on the fights that people want to see because that's how they make money. Yeah. Just makes sense. Yeah. Like I said, um, the commissions need to take, um, there, there needs to be harsher penalties by the commissions, especially now that gambling's involved. It's going to be more problems later on down the line. They're going to find ways to buck the system. And I'm, I'm sure well, you saw the, the, the what you're, this is what happens. What with, you're talking about is the whole thing that happened with the UFC. Yeah, and James Krause. Just, That's why the UFC took it so serious. Yeah. You got to let them go. Hate to say that, but you got to, I mean, it's, it's a look, maybe bring them back. Yeah, I don't know how old they are, but you know, maybe bring them back in a year or two, you know, say, look, first time slap on the wrist. We suspended you or we kicked you out of the organization for a year or two, whatever it is. If you're still around, hopefully both, both of them, both of those guys, both of them have been tournament champions. Both of them. Nope. I'm not doing that, man. If I'm a promoter, if I'm somebody that is paying you guys a substantial amount of money to go out there and perform this is the entertainment business, I'm not putting up with that. And the commission shouldn't be allowing it. Um, there should be harsher penalties. There should have been a six month suspension, maybe even a year long suspension. You cannot mess around now that there's gambling involved. Just my personal, All right, my personal so opinion. Th then tell me what is your personal opinion? What is your take on the matchup between K Clay Collard? I'm sorry, and Shane Berger. You know, it's funny that I mean they're basically stylistically they're very similar. Both are good on the feet. Yes. Clay Collard, I think, is a little bit better of the grappler, but I don't think Clay can get him down. I don't think Clay's going to waste a lot of energy to get him down. So I look at the no, two I of these guys really throwing the exchanges, but I also think that Clay Collard's going to go to the body a lot more. He's oh, going to yes. hit. He's going to hit to the top. He'll go back to the body, and uh, he'll come back up top. Now, look, I also believe that Shane, but Burgos has got the power. Yeah, he's got the power, but John. Even though he has the power, he's up at 155. He is a better fighter at 145. He's a monster at 145. He doesn't want to make that weight anymore. And I think he matches oh, up boy. a lot better with the guys at 145. I mean, the guys that I see down there at 145, don't get me wrong, they're all studs. You got um, Chris Wade. You got uh, Bubba. You've got uh, the, 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 oh, the, uh, uh, the Russian. Pineda. Yeah, we got Pineda. No, what about Pineda? Pineda? Dude, that kid is freaking stud, good. And you've got... Uh, uh, from Habib's camp. Oh. Jeez, man. Oh, you're talking Mo about 145? Movlid, right? Movlid, yeah. yeah. So you've got him. Um, You've got that whole crew. The one that gives him the hardest time is Movlid, obviously, because of the wrestling and the pe the pedigree there, the explosiveness. But the other three will stand and trade, and will try to take him down and try to put pressure on him. But that they make for great fights because they will all stand a little bit before they wrestle. Uh, Shane is the I think Shane is the better fighter at 145. Now, this is at 155. Clay Collard, to me, is just someone that... He can take the damage, he can take the big shots, and he can still walk forward, and he can make you pay. And Shane, and Shane Burgos has been known to get tired. He doesn't push a fast action pace fight, and when he does, he slows down so much. Now, that was because he cut down to 45. Now, it's a 55. But he's still, because he's got so much power, because he's he's kind of ex he's pretty explosive, those things tend to, tend to slow you down as the fight goes on. He throws everything with bad intentions. When you throw with bad intentions, you tend to slow down as the fight goes on. Clay Collard, he throws things with bad intentions, but he does it in spurts. A little bit like how the Diaz brothers do. Okay, they touch, yeah, touch, touch, much. bop, bop, bop to the body, back up to the head. They, they, he knows exactly what he's doing. 
um, in terms of conserving the energy when he needs to and, and having more output when he needs to. He's a fantastic fighter, man. I, I didn't, I wasn't a believer until I saw him, you know, put it on a uh, Pettis. Then when I saw him put it on Pettis, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Okay. You're good. And then I saw He's his next good. couple of performances. I'm like, wow, you, you are really good. It's not just a one time thing where Pettis to the fire under no, no. your ass and, uh, you know, you got it done. No, no, you're good. <laughs> you're really good. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, when I look at these guys, I look at them like, I'm going to go more with Clay because Clay at 155 is a natural 155 pounder. Shane Burgos is a 55 pounder. He's a big guy. I get it. Yes. But I just don't see, he hasn't quite caught on to carrying the weight as well as someone like Clay, who's fought us pretty much his whole career at 55. Shane's now getting to 55 and he's fighting there. I just think that Clay's used to taking more damage there. Uh, Shane doesn't have a lot of out, as much output as the round, as the fight goes on. And I'm going to lean more towards Clay. I can't blame you. I think it's a fantastic. I, you know, when, when we look at matchups and, you know, in the PFL and some of them I look at, and I'm being honest, last week, you know, I looked and I said, that's not yeah. a good I've already seen that fight, and this fighter is going to walk through that fighter. This one, I can't tell you. This has got Shane Burgos can absolutely win this fight. The number four can beat the number one, but the number one can definitely beat the number four, too. And it's just a matter of who's able to fight at the range that they're comfortable at. Can Shane Burgos land counters when Collard comes in and Collard's always going to leave? He likes to exit with body shots. He's going to put those to the body just to, you know, start trying to punch a hole in your gas tank. And if he's able to land enough, it will do that. Cause if there's one thing that I've seen out of Burgos, and it may be that I saw it more at 145 than I, I have seen it at 155, is that he can start to, lose that energy and get tired now like i said i've seen it more at 145 i really haven't seen him lose any energy at uh, 55 i thought his fight with uh, oam the way that he um he fought that he showed that he was in great shape you know he was in it the whole time but this is a great matchup i really i cannot wait for this fight this is one of those ones I'm looking forward to watching that fight. I mean, I gotta agree with you. I, I can't, look. I call. I said Clay Collard would win, but I gotta be honest. It's a fifty-fifty fight, like you yeah. said. It's it's yeah, a toss-up fight. I just look at it what is. Clay's been able to do at fifty-five and Shane, not having quite the success in the PFL what? at fifty-five. Is but is, that goes for all the guys that have come over from the UFC. They haven't had success at all. But well, and this you know, and I've heard people talking, and, and you know, I had some guys you know talking to me about the fight. And they go, well, you know, but Burgos, man, Burgos was, he was, you know, Burgos, Burgos is someone the UFC should never let go. I said, yeah, I agree with you, but they did. And he's making more money. And I, I think he did the right thing, you know, and uh, they go, but, you know, you know, Collard is, you know, he's good, but they go, Collard was in the UFC before Burgos. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, it's like, don't sit there and say, well, one's a, one's a UFC fighter. No, neither guy is a UFC fighter. They're MMA fighters. who are fighting in the PFL and the PFL has two guys in this fight, in this matchup, that are both outstanding and both can win. Yeah, I just I look at the guys that have come over from the UFC as of recently, and none of them have had high success. None of them. It's not as it's not <laughs> easy. I get it. We've talked we talk yes, about you know, it. It's that whole thing. Everyone thinks and they're so wow. They're so you know. I look. I agree. The UFC does an unbelievable job marketing. Well, you know, there's a lot of people out there that look and say, man, you know, th that they're the best of the best. And they do have some of the best fighters there are. But there are those guys outside of the UFC. They're some of the best fighters in the world, too. Well, 
and can match up with I anyone. Can, we can say that all day long, but let's. I mean, the the reality is that sometimes when fighters leave the UFC, they feel like they're fighting guys that are not on their level, and they just don't they don't fight well. That's a mistake. Yeah, they, yeah but That's they don't fight well. They believe that like, oh, I'm better than you guys because I was at the UFC for so long. That's not the reality. Is is that no? The guys that they're fighting, they're they're making their way up, and they're just at a and they want to prove. Oh, I want to prove to you how the good. The other I am. thing, but if you've seen guys that come over from other organizations into the UFC, they have very similar problems in the beginning. You know, you can look at guys that they didn't have great performances uh, in the in the UFC when they first came over. Shogun Hua being one of them. Uh, Quentin Jackson yeah. didn't have a great performance his first fight in the UFC either. I mean, certain guys have come over. Well, hold on. Who? Okay. okay. Well, you're just making a statement there. Who did he fight Marvin in his first Eastman. fight? Oh, no, no. That's right. Yeah, Marvin Eastman. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. It was Marvin because he had already had yeah. a fight with Marvin Eastman and King of the yeah. Cage long before. And so that was a rematch. And Marvin Eastman, if in all honesty, when you're looking, he's the perfect style to give Rampage problems because he could throw. The biggest problem is every time he tried to drop in weight, his chin kind of yeah. went bad. No, I get but, what you're saying. What I'm saying is when fighters leave one organization and go to the other, their first couple fights in that new organization are not the best. And when you have fighters from the UFC that go to another organization, they almost carry themselves as if, as if like, I'm, I'm been in the UFC. I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to, you know, I'm going to win no matter what. And they get there and they don't have success. It's because there's tough fighters everywhere. We've said that. I don't know how many times they're going to continue to be, but it's a mentality though. Also, um, you have like Shogun. He came over. I believe he lost his first fight in the UFC. I think it was to Forrest. Yeah. Right. Forrest, Forrest Griffin. Griffin. You know, UFC 76. Quentin came over and he had he had a tough, it wasn't a super tough fight, but he it wasn't an easy fight against Marvin Eastman. You know, there's there's no, been several guys. No, no. Vanderlei Silva, same thing. Came over to the UFC. Tough fights. Like just they struggled. They weren't they weren't as dominant as they were in their their other organization. You want to know why? Because it doesn't feel like home. You gotta get you yeah. gotta get in there. You gotta there's not that comfort no, factor. You're, it's, it's, you really do feel like you're fighting in enemy territory. And Shane Burgos, I feel like he's not. He hasn't figured it out yet. He's still trying to get in there. He's probably trying to figure out the people in the back who tell him, hey, are you ready? Let's go. Like, Let's get moving. You know, like the Burt Watsons of the crew. Different people. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you have different people back there trying to tell you what to do and, and push you around. You're like, man, I don't know. you. What are you talking to me like this for? You know what I mean? Like, There's a relationship <laughs> you build with the people in the back. Um, The refs. That's true. Sometimes the refs are different. Certain fight, Certain refs only, you know, a lot of them work a lot, all the other organizations. I get it. But they lean towards one organization more often so you don't see them as much in your organization if there's another event that same weekend which there is normally and so you tend to see the same refs all the time now you go to that other promotion and now they're the different refs the ones that you don't always see because there's usually conflicting uh you know uh fights you know, scheduling for the yeah. for the fights there's a lot of little things the people that when you show up that pick you up at the airport the people that when you get to the uh to the office to sign all the posters. They're different people now telling you what to do, telling you where to go, telling you to do the interviews. It's just a relationship you've got to build. You've got to start to make it feel like home. And I feel like Shane, he hasn't been there quite long enough. It's only been, I think, a year. And just getting it getting it under him a little bit, you don't understand, like, this is my home now. That's where I'm going to be. I'm making a ton more money. It's hard. It's hard to make that adjustment. We haven't seen the best Shane Burgos at 155. I'm hoping to see a lot better Shane Burgos now that he's in the playoffs. But Clay Collard, I think I'm going to give the S to because it is his home. He feels comfortable there. He feels he is comfortable yeah. there, no doubt about it. Yep. You're right. All right, then in the co-main event, we have the guy who was the champion and the guy who beat Shane Burgos when he first came to the PFL in Olivier Aubin-Mercier 
going up against Bruno Miranda, and Bruno Miranda has been basically on fire for a little bit here. He has been lighting people up. He's been having really good performances, but you really got to give it. OAM, when he first went to the UFC, was he was all wrestling. He was a wrestling-based guy who would, you know, ground and pound was good, but stand up, it was always, is he going to make it to, to getting into the clinch to get the fight to the ground? And now his stand-up, man, he actually is landing good combinations. He's much smoother on his feet. He moves laterally. He does a lot of good things. And he's been very successful, you know, since coming over to the PFL. I mean, I'm trying to remember. Does he even have a loss in the PFL? I think he does. I be- does he? Who beat him? I think he Dave, does. pull up his record real quick for me, please. Oh, sorry. I clicked in there. You had it. No, no, oh, sorry. No, I, cl- I know about I changed. I oh, okay. In the thingy. There we go. In the PFL. Uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, in the PFL. No, he doesn't. Interesting. No, like no he doesn't. Undefeated. Interesting. In the PFL, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight in a row. Like I said, he's he's really come into his own. You know, and, and you could take a look. Again, he's got a couple in here. He's got the you know, the two that we talked about that were season uh mm-hmm. playoff winners and stuff as far as they won the titles in Schultz and Madden Fio. You know, got a win against Marcin Hell, who's obviously a Bellator and the UFC fighter. You know, then he got Stevie Ray, Shane Burgos, Anthony Romero. He's doing mm-hmm. great. I mean, with him, he's he's got a big body frame for the weight class. Um, yes. a lot he of can muscle. wrestle really well. He's getting to understand what he needs to do to fake the shots and let his hands go, land the big shot. And if it doesn't land, then get right into the wrestling, smother the space, almost like a Bernard Hopkins. Bernard would throw his shots. He'd be he'd be out of range, and then he would throw his shots, and then he would just go right to the clinch. Smother, smother you, clinch you, hold you. I mean, he made it. That's why he fought for so long. What was he fifty one years old by the time he retired? Because that he could get away with that. He found his way yeah. to slip off, get his head offline, you know, and uh, throw his big punches, and then get into the clinch and hold you from there until the ref broke you up. He made a career off of it. Uh, I think that with um, OAM, same thing. He's up, but he's falling a little. He's falling in love now a little bit with his power. He knows he's got power. He's got the knockout over Stephen Ray, and then he's also got the knockout over Romero. I mean, he's got power. He understands he's got power, but it's all set up with his wrestling. He doesn't utilize. Yeah, it's set up with his wrestling, but his resurgence. Because look, he was having problems in the, when he was in the UFC. It just everyone knew how to beat him, and for the most part just started he was just in that downhill spiral of it just wasn't working for him and his look his stand up in the last you know two years it's become way way more proficient way more that he can rely on being on his feet and he's not diving for takedowns like he did in the past yeah i just i look at this matchup though even if he wins then i'm looking to see him fight clay collard I mean that that's well you that's because you're saying Clay Collard is going to beat Shane. No, what I'm saying though is I've already seen the Shamburgos fight. We're going to find out. I've already seen the Shamburgos fight. Yeah. I've seen how it went. Oh, you want to see you want to see him fight yeah. Clay Collard. I mean, I don't yeah. want to see the same that's the problem with the that's that's another that's one of the other problems I yeah. have with the PFL format. It's the same guys. It's almost the same well, guys every tournament. Give me some new blood. Give me some new fighters. Give me somebody new every time. 
take the winner of it and give me three new or four new or eight. Well, I don't know how many people, eight new people, whatever it is. Give me, give me a new tournament every single time. Give me the top two guys, put them in there in the opposite ends of the bracket from last time, the ones that are in the finals, and go from there. Don't keep giving me the same same fighters, and that's what I'm getting. It's hard to stay, it's hard to stay um, interested in what goes on when the point systems can dictate where where you know the, the fighter who won actually lost, you know, and uh, doesn't get in with the fighter that lost, and then actually won another fight, got a submission. Now he's in automatically, or yeah. she's in automatically. It's just it's it's a little frustrating. I look, I I see the vision of where they're trying to go with it. Yeah, it's just too hard to to make it work and make sense. And I think Joe Rogan said it best. If I can give a little a little bit of advice to the PFL, get rid of that quirky ass system of all the numbers and the scoring. This the best fighter fights the best fighter, and then you move yeah. on. Whoever wins moves on. It's pretty fucking simple. Like, don't make it more complicated than this. That's really what it comes down to. I want to see the best fighters fight the best fighters. I don't want to see the guy who just skated by with a, you know, with a, with a little bit of a win here and the split decision. And come over the guy who <laughs> come over the guy who went for the went for the knockout and then got knocked out himself. Like, yeah. I don't I, I don't want to see. I want to see the guy who went for it. I want to see the guy who fucking was yeah. going balls deep in. in it. I agree. So I want to see the guy going for it. In they, the fight. That's exactly yeah, what they it got is. something. They do have something. I just. The scoring, the point system thing is, it's hard to follow. Looking and for and the sport is becoming more casual based. There's just so many fights and so many shows. People just like they become. They've all become casuals, you know. And then uh, yep. I mean, if you listen to them in our comment section, they're they're all professionals. But if you if you if you get around them, <laughs> you understand how casual. It is. I don't know. Yeah, hold on, it's the one thing when we our last show we were talking with uh, about Bo Nickel and his thing with. He did make one great comment. He said, you know, it's the it's the sport with the people who think the the fans who think they know the most that don't know a yeah. damn thing about it. <laughs> so it's the truth. It's hilarious. Um, no, but, but look, I love I love our listeners. I love our listeners a lot because I know most of them are not casuals. Uh, but if you follow some of the, if I go on to some of these other shows and I, look, I go to their comments, there a lot of them are they're casuals. They're all casuals. We 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 attract the hardcores, John. You and I. That a baby. That's, That's right. the only ones I That's want. Right. Those are the only ones we want. All right. Oh man, I'll tell you what, Carlos Miranda has come in. He's he's shown that he's a tough dude. I don't think that he has the technical ability to stay with Sadabusi unless he can get Sadabu to the ground, and that's not an easy thing to do anymore. Sadabu has really uh upped his level as far as his uh defensive wrestling is damn good now. And he's good at throwing upper guys that want to take him down. He's he's sitting there waiting for the knee, waiting for the uppercut. He's uh Look, there's a reason why he won this, you know, the, the title last year, and it's because he's freaking good now, and he's got a, he's got that Josh Thompson, perfect physique in that tall, long, and lanky man. You talk about the perfect, yep. you know, build at 170 pounds. He's got it. Hey, some fighters have it, man. Um, he's got the ability to to um, continue to be the champ. He got the ability to keep knocking people out. He just got to have a little bit more output. <clears throat> got to believe in what he's doing. The knock on him yeah. before, before he won the title was that he just didn't have enough output. And when he did have people in trouble, he sat back because he was afraid of being taken down. So yep. with Miranda, he just got to get into his face, get into his grill, make him make a mistake, give him a lot of feints. Do If you're Miranda, <clears throat> try to fight him a little bit how uh, Sean O'Malley fought um, uh, Sterling. 
Yeah, is get into his grill, get like uh, get in the face, fight a little bit, and then give him faints, and then go ahead and react off of that. You've got to do that. You've yeah. got to make him. You got to make him react before. See if he throws something and then react off of that. That's exactly how Sean O'Malley fight fought Aljo. He got him to react, waited for him to go, and then when he went, he oh. slept right outside the position and then landed the clean shot. That's what Miranda's got to do to Sadabusi. <clears throat> yeah. We'll see. True. Magomed Magomed Karamov taking on Solomon Renfro. I feel bad for <clears throat> Solomon Renfro because that's a tough fight. Uh. Solomon's got talent. He's a good fight. He's good in the stand-up. He's got decent grappling. I don't know if it's good enough to stop what uh, Karamov does, basically, when he gets into that clinch. When Magomed Karamov gets in the clinch, he's slick. Mm -hmm. He does a lot of nice little tiny things that end up putting you on your back because you've got to catch them right away. And if you don't, you're falling behind, and then he's got you where he wants you. He's a stud. Mm -hmm. The guy's a, just a very good technician. Yeah, I mean, uh, Magomed, Magomed Karoff, he's really good in terms of mixing up his combinations, mixing in his wrestling. He's got the ability to, to be on top and do a ton of damage. There's not much I can say about the fight. I mean, in terms of Renfro's just going to have to try to set the tempo. Don't let Karamov dictate the pace of the fight. It's going to be difficult. That's it's not, not easy, easy to do, to do. especially because, because Karamov is not bad on his no, feet. No, he's good. He's actually pretty damn good on his feet. That's and, great. Um, and then he knows how to mix in the wrestling when he needs. And when he gets on top, he's got good ground up pound. He's got great control. He pushes you where he wants you to push. And then he goes and then he goes in and lets go of the ground up pound. So I'm looking at Refro. He's really just got to make sure he doesn't, he doesn't um, give him too much respect. And he tries to dictate the pace of the fight. When he allows... Uh, Karamov to go ahead and dictate the pace of the fight, then he's fighting defensively. You've got to be offensive against yeah. somebody like Karamov. You've got to dictate everything. Yeah. So, I agree. And John, the Ali Wash kid, man, he's back. <laughs> it's good. I'm, I'm sure it's another amateur fight. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he's staying as an amateur. Like they, They've got their plans for this young man. And, and hey, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I, I look at it, the, the, if I was going to say that there's one problem I have with it, they take an amateur fight and they stick it in this position on the main card. And it's a little awkward, but you know, I understand that you know they're looking in this is the the, grand, the grandson of Muhammad Ali. He is talented. He's got a lot of, you know, uh speed, he's got power in his hands. He's working hard. I know people that are working with him. They t all talk about, hey, man, he's a good kid. He, you know, he's dedicated, all, this all the things you want to hear. I got nothing but compliments to say to him. It's just that it's an amateur fight. And, you know, don't expect that they're going to put him against someone that's got a ton of talent because they are, they want to work with him and they want him to be a star of the future. And that's what they're working towards. Because they got a little bit of a boxing you know, MMA has never had that whole boxing element of we're going to build you and we're going to just feed you these fighters that we know that you should be able to beat and beat pretty convincingly. Mm. And we're going to do this over time to get you to a certain record. And then we'll start putting you against talent. You just don't see that in MMA much. This is kind of what you're seeing with Walsh. I mean, the the only but it's at the amateur level. Yeah, the too. only promoter I've ever seen do that is really Scott Coker. Scott did a little bit with Kung Lee. Uh, you know, he did it. Yeah, but see, Kung, you know, and see again, Kung Kung came from a different background, mm -hmm. right? 
He was a standout in what he did. And to come into MMA, you got to give him some time to, you know, get used to the sport. That's understandable. Yeah, he did with AJ McKee. AJ McKee, no, he started him off, let's yeah. be honest. Yes, but he saw him as an amateur and started him off as a pro. And at least Scott Coker is smart enough to say, look, I think you have talent. Let me help me to help mm. you is really what he's doing. He's saying, don't, I'm not going to pay you a ton in the beginning because I'm going to give you opponents to try to get you comfortable in this sport, get you comfortable under the lights, do all these things. I'm going to help build you. During these fights, we're going to hopefully get some, you know, some great footage of you and highlight real stuff, and we're going to be able to use it, and we're going to just start building yeah. you. That's, that is, you know, a coalition between the, the fighter and the promoter, and it's smart on both ends. Yeah, I mean, they, they did it for for a while with James Gallagher. They did it with AJ McKee. Yep. Uh, they did it with Johnny Eblen. They've done it with. They did it with Austin Vanderford. <clears throat> I mean, they're, they've done it with Dawson Ro Dalton Ross. They've done it with a lot of good fighters. I mean, even Amosov. You know, yeah. Amosov had some good fights. Obviously, a lot of fights before he came, <clears throat> but they they helped yeah, build him they, up they, though. Also, did <clears throat> they? Yeah. What? Tell me who. Okay, I'm trying to think of the fighters that Amazon faced. Yeah, I mean, I know he faced Dave Rickles. Okay, kind Taylor of a stalwart in. I I admit he was tailor made for him. He faced uh, Eric Silva. Tough fight, right? Gerald Gerald Harris. Gerald Harris is a tough fight. People be, people yeah, don't give don't Gerald give Harris enough credit. enough credit. He's dude. Gerald Harris is a tough yeah. son of a bitch. He has a hell of a record. He hasn't lost to a whole lot of people. So they gave Gerald Harris. Okay, Eric Silva, Dave Rickle, Ed Ruth. Yeah, Ed was still young in the sport. <clears throat> yeah, but we're talking about a three-time NC2A no, Division I, I wrestler champion, <laughs> not just, you know. And so it's like. <sighs> no, I get it. Yeah, they helped and maybe. Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I look at like Gerald Harris wasn't, isn't, he's good. He's very good. <clears throat> he was probably, okay, Gerald Harris, when he fought Amazon was probably, I'm guessing. 25 and 6, mm. 26 and yeah. 7, somewhere in there. Yeah. Not, that's not an easy no. opponent. He's got power, too. Oh. Eric Silva's chin wasn't all that great, but, you know, uh, he's but talented. 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 Uh, you know, Dave Rickles, kind of tailor-made for him. Uh, Ed Ruth, what shocked me in that fight was he was able to take Ed Ruth down several times. Oh, yeah, multiple yeah, times. Yeah, the Mark Leminger fight, great stoppage. That, great, just showed, great that just showed you how good his wrestling yeah. actually is. For a guy that never wrestled. Yeah, if you didn't believe in how good his wrestling was, go up and watch the very first Logan Storley fight. Jeez. Yep. Jeez. It was crazy to watch. Anyways, <laughs> fantastic fighter. All right, uh, let's go yeah. ahead and uh, let's go to the... Is there any other fights on this card you want to chat about? I didn't see anything else on here. Nah, I, th I think we're good okay. with that. You know, there's, that's good. Let's go to the UFC card. But everyone, tune in Wednesday here this tonight. Make sure that you tune in for the PFL. All right, John, you know what? I'm the one that always does this. I'm going to have you go ahead and do this read. Go right ahead, John. What read? <laughs> There's nothing for me to read. There's nothing Well, there. go ahead. Speak up, John. Speak There's up, no John. Read. John likes to spend a lot of his extra spare time on OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. John <laughs> is on the OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. John, <sighs> when are we going to... For everyone out there, we here at the Wayne In Podcast have a partnership with OnlyFans in trying to bring the combat sports fan over to OnlyFans 
where we have a ton of fighters who are part of the OnlyFans family. You can go to their sites. You can actually ask them questions. They can give you different types of training tips, different things as far as techniques and all these different things. OnlyFans has one part that, yes, you can look at good-looking women, no doubt about it, but it also has a big interest in the combat sports. You can go and look at them and see them on all kinds of boxing rings, boxing shorts, Andy Ruiz, you watch them, all kinds of MMA fighters, Chris Cyborg, AJ McKee, all of them are part of the OnlyFans family, and they are here to try to really bring up the all of the elements of combat sports, be it boxing, kickboxing, MMA, all of it. So check out our OnlyFans. It is free. We do not charge for anything. And if you check out our OnlyFans, we do have live uh, talks that we do. Come on to those. We will answer your questions. We will sit there and the entire time, it doesn't matter how long, how many questions you have, we will answer just about every one of them because that's what we do. So check us out on John. Online. When are we gonna get some uh, some some uh, some cow footage on there? When are we get some chicken footage? When are we get some pig footage on there? Come on, give me. Depends give me some on farm. what kind of footage you're talking about. Mister. I want some shit. What, what, what do you guys call it? Is it Shabby Acres? Yep. Shabby Acres shabby Farm. Acres. I want I want some footage of that, buddy. Well, give me some footage. I might start doing. Just that. don't. If you if you have any of the footage of you getting knocked out of the tree, I want to see that though. <laughs> That's what I want to. <laughs> I don't see. have any footage of that. No. Uh, I didn't think that was going to be a big oh, thing. Oh, it was a pretty big thing. Uh, it was what I swear I swear to you I, I got a guy that every uh three well three times a year so there's an auction here at a place called Tyler Brothers. Daryl Tyler runs Tyler Brothers. He is a fantastic dude. Love the guy. Uh just a great businessman. Really helps people out when he can and stuff. But Three times a year, I go to that auction, and they just had it. And it seems like, you know, a lot of people come up and talk to me and stuff. And this, this one guy, he just kept on coming up, man. He's an older, you know, he's my age. Probably a little bit younger, but, you know, a little bit more uh, weathered. But farm stuff, he starts, and he's got this nice stitch pattern over his face, right? And he says, and I said, well, what happened? He says, oh, man, a tree. And I went, oh, you got a tree story. Well, let me hear your tree story, right? He says, he goes, Man, he says, you know, this tree, giant tree, it's split. He goes and he says, one end, one end of it stand up, one end of it falls. I go, I got a story just like that, right? Keep going, right? And he says, he goes, well, there's this one branch. And I go, man, this thing's getting, getting good. Sound too good because it's the same damn thing. Right? He goes, and I'm like, I'm looking at it. He goes, and it's up there on the, and I says, I, I, if I get rid of that, I said, oh my God, this is sounding exactly the same, right? He goes, well, I, I go up there and I cut it. He goes, and it, goes forward and bounces and he goes and it bounces back into my face <laughs> he goes and just split me open he goes knock me over you know he goes that's what happened with me he goes he says, so i had to go to the hospital get all, all cut up i said well i'm glad to know that i'm not the only person that trees attack oh in gosh. tennessee oh my gosh <laughs> it's gonna be like a geriatric convention like little park over oh, there with all you old timers everybody that's been attacked by trees and the fucking tree wins every single time Dude, it you does. You guys are cracking me up. All right, well, hey, let's get into the UFC. What is this? Well, UFC what? Singapore. 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 Okay, this is not pay-per-view, though, right? This is on uh, Fight Pass? No, no. No, this ABC. is on not Fight Pass. Uh, I think it's ABC. It's on ABC? Huh? I think, it's, uh, I think it was on something else, because I think that was the whole... Yeah, I, I could be wrong. Hold on. Let's find out. It's on ESPN. It's on ESPN. Well, yeah. don't they normally run them simultaneously anyways? ABC and ESPN Plus? 
I think they yeah. usually run them side by side. They do. Maybe, I'm think I'm thinking of another fight night card. Yeah, this one's ESPN Plus. Mm, got it. All right, well, hey, let's go ahead and jump there in. There is one, or there was one. You got yeah. Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. Let's go, John. I, you know, I'm being honest. This is one of those ones where I love Chan Sung Jung. He's a dynamite fighter, but he is he's reached his peak and he's over his peak. And uh, he's slowed down as a fighter. He's still a great grappler, but his stand-up has slowed down. He doesn't uh, he doesn't create the same angles that he used to create with his footwork or he's not catching guys in the same thing. And that's in my opinion, based on just speed. Uh, he's going up against one of the best damn stand up fighters there is in the game. Max Holloway is just a freaking animal when it comes to the stand up. I think this fight for the most part is going to end up in the stand up position throughout it. The real question is, you know, with everything happening in Hawaii, is that taking any attention away from Max? How's he doing? You know, where, where is his mind at and, and things, you know, he's a professional. So, you know, I have no doubts in him, but I look at this fight and at one time, this was an incredible fight where 50, 50, I would say it's not 50, 50. Now Max Holloway is, is by far the guy that should be the, the favorite in this. I think, uh, the Korean zombie is going to be a big underdog in this fight. And, uh, it's going to be tough for him to get a win. Yeah, I'm looking at this fight. I'm thinking to myself, with Korean Zombie, he just can't take the damage he used to take. He doesn't take it as well as he used no. to take it. Uh, he's been true. in too many battles, been in too many wars, knocked down drag outs. And uh, his fight with Volk, man, he just, he just got punished. The whole fight was punishment. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be honest. This fight's going to be the exact same way. He's going to just take nothing but punishment. Nothing but punishment. That's about the way I look at it. And, um, and with Max... Max, I agree with you in terms of we don't know where his mindset is. But he's a motivated son of a bitch. When it comes yeah. when it comes to things like this. Yeah, it comes to fight night. He's always it's not there. just fight night. I believe that I believe that the Hawaiians, man, they're proud people. They're very proud people. <laughs> and uh Well no, Hawaiians are fighters. Yeah. And they're warriors. And all the stuff that's going on over there right now and you know, and all the stuff that, that Hawaiians are posting about you know, the government, the all, no, they're, they're not, not happy. happy at all. And I believe, no I believe that he is someone that is, he's going to make it very vocal. Um, and he wants to make sure he gets that microphone in front of him to say what he wants to say at the end. Um, now, I, I don't know if it's going to be positive or negative, but I would imagine it's going to be something along the lines of my people are hurting right now and we need all the help we can get. So please support us. That's a, that's what I see coming out of Max Holloway's mouth. There might be some other stuff involved, but, he is a true, um, genuine person when it comes to um, him as a father, him as a husband, him as as a Hawaiian. And uh, if you guys can't support him, I can't. I can't help you in this sport, man. This guy is a fucking amazing person. And so, yes, um, I just think stylistically, he's a really bad matchup for Korean Zombie. The speed, his accuracy, especially at this point, in his movement, career. and Zombie just doesn't take the punishment like he used to. The three or four years away, I think it was three years away, uh, Zombie had to join the military for yeah. He, it, it it ruined his career. I wouldn't say ruined. It. He came back strong. Uh, came back strong, yeah. but. He, yes. he didn't get better. I wouldn't say it ruined his career, but it was a time away that he wasn't getting he wasn't better. progressing. Yeah. yeah. And the game just evolves. Yeah. We yeah. see that. I All agree. right, next fight. I agree. 
Anthony Smith taking on Ryan Spann. Take a Wait look. a second. Wait a, a second. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, John. Sorry. To go back. Go back to that fight, John. We we got to talk about this. Where does where does he go next with a win over Korean Zombie? Let's be honest. What? Who is it that you can say? Huh? Who is it? Who, who is it in the featherweight division that the UFC has signed that? you would say is a favorite in beating Max Holloway. Who did they just sign? They just signed somebody, didn't they? Yeah, who? I don't remember. I can't remember. Now, we've seen Arnold Allen face him, and I, I think Allen, Arnold Allen is a mm. fantastic fighter. But Max was able to shut him down in a lot of ways and, and just prove that ah, you got a ways to go. There's things that you got to change. Calvin Cater, we watched that fight. Calvin Cater showed you know how tough he is. But there was a level difference there. Josh Emmett's really not even in that now. You know, if I was going to put anybody against him at this point and say, all right, here it is. You want another shot at Volkanovsky. This is your chance to get it with a win. And if the, and if you can't get the win, I'm going to give it to this guy. And that would be yeah. Tapuria. Yep. Yeah, but then do you really want to get rid of your number one contender? Not not Max. I'm saying you get rid of Taporia because Taporia is the only guy that hasn't really faced Volk or hasn't but lost to Max. Yeah, but and that's the whole point. You know, you take a look and Volkanovski. I think is out for a little bit here, right? Uh, healing up. So I'm not expecting him to have a fight. And you got to look and say, well, you know, Max is the is the the consensus number one in that weight class. Obviously, Volkanovski being the champion has had three fights with him, and he's got three wins against him. Now, the second one was super close. First one and the third one weren't that close. Mm. So maybe the fourth would be super close. And we and look, we we have seen where we've had you know guys face off against each other four times, and usually they're good fights. So I'm not saying it wouldn't be a good fight with Volkanovski and, and Holloway. It's just a hard sell. It's a hard sell, but it's if if you got Max Holloway, who else are you going to put him against besides Tapuria or going back to a championship yeah. fight? Yeah, I don't know, man. I know. I don't know. I mean, be, being honest, he's taking on he's a number one, Josh. I want you to think about this. When you were number one and you were at a mm -hmm. time, did you want to take on number eight? No shit. We're not, not doing no, anything no. for we're you. Not, after I beat Nate, I was number two or three, and they were trying to give me fucking uh, Rustam Kabalov. And I was like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> but like, why? But why? I had never heard of him. Why? I had never seen the guy fight. I didn't know who okay. he was. No disrespect to him. I know he's a really tough fighter. I just didn't know who he oh, was. Yeah. But, but, but when you're number one, why is it you don't want to fight number eight? It doesn't do anything for no, you. No, it doesn't. Uh -uh. You're stuck. Well, here's the thing, though, John. You're supposed to here's be. The thing. There's certain guys that I would have fought had they offered them to me, but they didn't offer them to me. Like, I would have fought a Cowboy Cerrone. And I know Pettis was the champion at the time, but I would, there were certain guys that motivated me because I just had so much respect for them. There's no disrespect. Sure. I, I was a fighter at the, when I got to, especially when I went back to the UFC the second time. I was, motiv by, I was motivated by other fighters. I, it was hard for me to get up out of bed go, yeah, that guy doesn't really do it for me, man. And you could see it in some of my performances. There was guys that should have never been in the cage with me. Ever. But for some reason, we end up going the full distance. And there was guys that motivated the shit out of me, and I got them out of there sure. in two rounds. 
You know, you like look. There was no and no disrespect to this young man. I love this guy a lot. He's a fucking great person. Is Nam fan? I went the distance with him. It was a one sided fight, but I went the distance with him. Like I just couldn't get him out of there. But there wasn't a lot of motivation. I didn't train as hard for him. I was like, yeah, this guy's not better than me on the ground. There's no way he's gonna outstrike me. I'm faster than him. All these things. But then guys that motivated me, Dwayne Ludwig. There, how do I not get motivated for that guy? I kick your fucking head off. You know what I mean? Like there's there's just things that. You know, and with him, there was a lot of extra motivation because my dad had passed 10 days before. I woke up the morning of the fight sick as fuck, like green shit coming out of my face. It was just, there was so much motivation in that fight for me to get that win. There was nothing that was going to stop me. Fighters motive, certain fights motivated me. I wanted to fight the best guys, the guys with the biggest names. And when I got to the UFC, they didn't offer me that. These guys, like... Taporia, if I'm if I'm Max Holloway, you gotta give me the guy that you guys that you guys think is gonna beat me. Those are the guys that okay. motivate me. Taporia is the guy, exactly. But if I'm exactly. but if I'm Taporia, knowing that you've Arnold Allen's already lost to Max, uh, Brian Ortega, Yair, and Max have all lost, lost to Volk. It's like why not just put me in the title fight? Like if if I well, lose, let, let, then you're gonna have the same fucking fight that no one gives a shit about again. But let's be honest, Max Holloway has beaten Yair Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. He's Close beaten fight, Brian though. Ortega. Yeah, I, I know he beat him, but I'm saying it was it was a it was a little shaky of a fight there. Leg kicks. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty clear. Yeah, it was. But I mean, yes, it would. Yair had his moments, but Max beat him. He beat Brian Ortega. He beat beat Arnold Allen. Cater. He's gonna end up fighting you know Korean Zombie here. You just look and you go. Yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, it's a tough road, but that's why I say I would, you know, if I don't have Volkanovsky to fight someone like Tapuria, mm-hmm. then I'm going to put him against Max Hollywood. Yeah, the only guy that I could see in that whole thing that I'm kind of interested in seeing where he goes is Evelov. Is, um, see, I know he's got to work his way up, and I'm not saying he should fight Tapuria at all. I'm not saying that. But um, watching Evelov against somebody, maybe like a Josh Emmett, maybe an Arnold Allen, you know, why not give him someone like a Brian Ortega? Oh, I would love to see you know, that. I agree. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm going to be honest. The, if you recall, Evelov's last fight was Diego Lopez. 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 That kid's tough. That kid. That kid's yeah, tough. And it's it's hard to sit there and to say, well, Diego Lopez, he, he put Evelov in a lot of yeah, problems. And then you watch him in his next fight, you go, that kid's just good. good. So... You know, it's going to, I don't know where Evelov is as far as, you know, he could have been taken, you know, mm-hmm. aback by not expecting someone to be as good as, as Diego was. Mm-hmm. Diego's good, but you're right. Evelov is a guy that you're looking at. Where's, where's he going to fit in? But I would say with Evelov, I would put him against Calvin mm-hmm. Cater. All right. Let's see. Then we're going to see, hopefully we'll see if Max gets past uh, Korean Zombie. Maybe we'll see the Tapuria fight because I believe Tapuria said, the only other guy I'll fight is Max Holloway. That's it. Which is smart. He said, okay. I'll, fight, I'll fight Volk. Yeah. I want the title fight. If it's not Volk, then I want Max. If it's not Max, I'll just wait. Dumb to wait. But I understand his reasoning because there's no one else really there up that in that division for him to fight. If you go to Brian Ortega, Brian's been out for a little bit. You know, you can see the Brian fight, him and Brian. Brian threatens him a lot in a lot of areas. Yeah. So, all right, next fight. Yeah, Anthony Smith going up against Ryan Spann. What do you think? Well, Anthony Smith is uh, somebody that's got a little bit more cardio than Ryan Spann. 
I'm sorry, man. We don't know. I love Ryan Spann. I think he's got all the athleticism and all the abilities, but guess what? He can't seem to get past the first round with a little bit more cardio. I don't know what it is, John. He just finds a way to exert himself too much in the first round. By the end of the first round or into the second round, he's a shell of a fighter. It sucks because okay. you know he's got the talent. He's got the talent. He just doesn't yeah. have he doesn't have the cardio. And Anthony Smith is he can take a shot. He can deliver shots. He's got power. He's pretty fast himself. And uh, I think on top he's the better fighter if the fight hits the ground. If the fight hits the ground and Anthony Anthony Smith is in the top mm-hmm. position, I think Ryan Spann's in yeah. trouble. No, yeah. but this is a it's a it's a good light heavyweight matchup because they both. I think that uh, Anthony's a little bit slicker on the feet, and I think Ryan Spann's got more power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when you look at them both, but they both have their their strengths here. But overall, like Anthony's. He's one of those guys, man. Take a look at all those fights. And he has got over 50 fights. You know, I've been watching him for God knows how long. I, I did. I, I think the first time I refed him was when he, he fought Hodger Gracie, you know, back in Strike Force. And uh, that was a long time ago. So. I didn't even realize he was uh, in Strike Force yeah, until we got to the UFC. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. 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 That was the one and yep. only time it looks like. <laughs> in strike force it might, might have been then he was in bellator yeah, he fought a couple of times yeah. in strike force he fought fight next fight down no no he had I mean, a, uh, john oh, ref him. Him, yeah. no rip me ref yeah. him yeah they had a couple of fights in bellator and stuff and you know he's got wins there he's just been everywhere and fought everybody mm. you know take a look at some of the names on the list that you know he's competed against he's got a lot of names and he's he has he has definitely ducked nobody no, he's a gamer. He's a gamer. Um, how do you see that fight going? Experience-wise and exactly what you're talking about, I look at Anthony Smith as Anthony's got to get past the first round with him. He's got to you know, make him work, but don't take any big chances. Don't put yourself in any kind of you know situations where you're taking big shots. You know, Use your lateral movement and make him work in that first round. Once you get through the first round, now you can open up a little bit more and take the second and look at putting him away in the second to third. Uh, if you're Ryan Spann, I want to go after him. And I got to go after him hard. And, you know, at this point, he's got the power to put anybody away. I don't care who you are. You get touched on the chin the right way, you're going to go out. So I, I look at Anthony in the long run. If it goes past the second round, you know, Anthony Smith is going to be my winner. If it's early, I look more towards Ryan Spann. Got it. Uh, next fight, man. I think it has the potential to be fight of the night. Oh, I think this could be a great fight. And the fact that like, Giga is a dynamite stand-up fighter. Obviously, the ground is, you know, where he's have, he's been working and stuff and getting better. Alex Caceres was basically the same fighter, just he didn't have the power that Giga did. But when he first came in, he was he was a dynamite stand-up, very ex, you know exciting, a lot of spinning attacks, did a lot of you know crazy you know you know double kicks and things like that, and would get taken to the ground and submitted. Well, now he's actually got pretty goddamn good wrestling defense, mm-hmm. and his his ground game is not bad. He actually uses it at times and and gets you know uh, guys in trouble on the ground, so. I look at this and, you know, Alex has a lot more experience in MMA. 
He doesn't have more experience in fighting because Giga has a, has a bunch of kickboxing. In the stand-up, I've got to give it to Giga Chikadze. I think he's just the, the better overall stand-up fighter. But Alex carries a lot of movement and a lot of problems in range and getting to him. But I, I can see Alex Caceres taking this fight to the ground and controlling him on the ground and getting the win. Yeah, I'm actually, Caceres is at, I think, number 15, and Giga's at, like, number 9, I think, or something even lower, maybe even 7. Click on, see where Giga's at in the rankings. He's 9. nine. And you've got 15, uh, Alex Caceres is at 15. I'm going to go with Caceres over this fight. I think, I think look, on the feet, I'm going to lean towards Giga. But the fact that Caceres, with his footwork, his movement, the way he's in and out, he's got, he's got long limbs. His ability to use and he's the, good at catching yeah, kicks. He's good at side kicks, keeping the range and the distance, hitting the side kick, and then coming back with a combination, and then going right into his takedowns. He's pretty fast on his double legs and his takedowns. If he gets to the body, he jumps to the back really fast. And where Giga lacks, it's not it's not even close when it comes to the grappling department. Giga is just not good in the grappling. And you're gonna look where Alex Caceres is just a way better grappler. On the feet, Caceres can hang with him. Isn't that but isn't that funny that now you're saying mm. that? Alex Caceres, dude, when it comes to grappling, Alex Caceres is your man here. And you're looking, you're going, wow, it, how time has flown. Yeah, and, and it, it, it lets you know that, hey, this young man has spent the right time getting better and, and yep. making himself well-rounded. I admire that about him, man. And, you're gonna, well, and you'll hear, well, the, you know, his last loss was a submission to Crone Gracie. <laughs> That's Crone Gracie yeah. on the ground, dude. There's a difference. Yeah. And the, and the last Chrome Gracie we've seen is not the same Chrome Gracie we saw fight Alex Caceres. That's um, all right, next fight. Is there any other fights on this card you want to talk about? Look, the card's not a very stacked card, but it's still a pretty good card. There's some there's some catch me fights in here. They you know, yeah, stand out. Aaron Blanchfield against Talia Santos, I think, is mm-hmm. going to be a really good fight. I think that's a great matchup there. And uh, it's one of those ones where, man, both of them have their strengths. Blanchfield, I think, on the ground is is the superior fighter. Santos on the feet is superior fighter. So where where does the fight take place? And then honestly, you know, a fight way down the list. Chidi Njikawani taking on Michael Olichuk. That's going to be a good fight because Olichuk, if if Njikawani is going to win, he's going to win it in the first round. And if if he doesn't win in the first round, look out for Olichuk. He's going to come get him. But it should be a good I'm going to say Tafa and Porter, someone's getting knocked out. I'm just going to go out on a limb there and say that. <laughs> just, you know, I okay. think Porter, if he's if he has a chance to get to take down and get on top, I think he'll, he'll be able to ground a pound and get some get some work in there. But I think eventually this fight's going to end up back on the feet like it does every single round, and someone's going to get knocked the fuck out. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, a, it's gonna be a, good, a good display of power, I think, in that fight, especially if it gets into the second round when they sort of get tired. Someone's chin is yeah. going to go. All right, hey, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk. And uh, Dave, you got any news for us, buddy? Are we going to talk? Yeah. What do we got? Um, do you want to? Yeah. There is a boxing fight this weekend. Anything you want to say on the boxing John's fight? John's got a little love for Dubois and Usyk. Go right ahead, buddy. Yeah, Daniel Dubois against my man Alexander Usyk. He's a stud. That is for Usyk's WBO, IBF, WBA, whatever else. I think he's got, what, three of the titles? So he... Uh, Look, Usyk is a stud. He's fun to watch. He's fast. He's got power. But I'm being honest, he shouldn't be fighting down at Dubois. He should be fighting Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder. That's the fights I want to see him in. But that fight is uh, August 26th, so it's coming up. I want to see him and Andy Ruiz. That way, I, I agree with you. I think that would actually be a really good fight. Yeah. Andy Ruiz is 
you know, got good hands, good movement. Man, and he is slimmed yes, he down. Has. Holy yeah, Jesus. He Andy Ruiz is a new man. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing that fight. It'd make for a fun fight, I think. I, I agree. Guess we're going to have to wait and see some more. Hopefully, hopefully we see that fight. Anyways, all right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up the boxing talk. And let's, uh, let's go into some news. What do you got for us, Dave? Um, I want to get your reaction to Tony Ferguson's recent Tony Ferguson's recent uh, uh, Twitter post mm-hmm. or Instagram, whatever. Um, he said he said a bunch of things. He um, and he listed them in like numerical order. So I'll read them off to you guys, and then just you know you can get, get comment on the ones that he mean misspelled the most. your name. Oh, that's yep, right. he sure did. <laughs> Number one, he said, and I'm, and I, and I'm, the, pun- and I'm the punch drunk one, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, haven't sparred good since Barboza or Thompson. Number two, only time I find myself in a cage is when I fight. Number three, since pandemic, none of this shit has been fun. Number four, I used to smell a lot more when I was competing. Number five, being so busy taking care of others instead of myself. Number six, it's taken absolutely everything to find myself happy. Number seven, created boundaries between those who are bad for me. Number eight, structure myself so I don't make the same mistakes. Number nine, no, I'm not retiring and fuck those who think I should. Number 10, I have work to do and I'm one pissed off MFR. Hmm. Um, yeah, not sparring is not a good thing. Like, no, He's saying he hasn't sparred good, which means he hasn't had good sparring. He also says in there that he hasn't been in the cage except for when he fights. That's another thing that's not good. Those are all things that you need to have surrounding you. Look, we sparred in a ring when, uh, at AKA in the beginning. And then you start realizing when you spar in a cage, how much difference, it, how much of a difference it makes. Because you, there's nowhere your butt can't scoot out. You can't defend takedowns as easy. You know, it's, it's more difficult. It's more difficult to defend the takedowns against the cage as it is against the ropes. Because now I can just sit on the rope and you can't really get me. I can kind of grab the rope a little bit and stop you from taking me down with my elbow, armpit, whatever. All of those things. There's things that you have to put yourself into these situations on a daily basis. So when you get in there, it just comes second to none. You just, you're, it's just muscle memory. Um, you know, the pandemic, you know, none of this shit's been fun since the pandemic. No, you know, like he hasn't won since the pandemic. Yeah, of course it hasn't been. That's fun. the thing is that I've said this. I don't know how many times winning solves. Everything solves your problems at home, solves the, solves your relationship problems, solves, solves your coach's problems. It solves your mental problems. It solves all that shit. And it's, yeah, it's not easy when you, when I lost, when I lost two in a row, I had never lost two in a row. I was like, what the hell is going on? It just, it just baffled me. It baffled the shit out of me. But then when I lost three and I lost my third one was to him, my mentality was way different, man. It was like, shit, it's time to go. I just lost three fights in a row. You're three. Like you're thinking to yourself three fights. This guy's lost five or six in a row. Seven. I think, I think it's seven. six, right? It's just, it's not. Winning makes you feel like you're unstoppable. And this sport, like every sport, is about confidence. Six. Six. Yeah. And so go back to his list, please. And um, you need that confidence. That confidence is what gets you through to the next fight, which gets you, which get, makes you want to push a little bit harder when you feel like you might be behind on the on the judges' cards, he doesn't mm-hmm. have that right now. And it's not I'm not knocking him, man. I, I said this. I, I I continue to say this. He is when he started his losing streak. Was it Justin Oliveira and Benil? Gaethje was it? Yeah, I mean like he was Gaethje, Oliveira, and Benil. 
He was the same age that I was when he beat me. It's it's just it's father time, man. There's nothing there's nothing I can tell you. There's nothing I like Tony a lot. Tony's gonna probably take I a love Tony. Tony's gonna take offense to whatever it is I'm saying because he's he's already come out publicly and said things about me too. Like, oh, you're just mad because I beat you. Oh, I I pieced you up. You can say what you want, man. Things like that don't bother me. I'm just talking realities. Yeah. And I had a nice I had a nice long look in the mirror with myself after I lost to him. It was like you need to figure out what you want to do in life because it's coming to an end real quick. Yeah, I didn't think it was coming to an end. Just went the distance and a split decision lost to Benson Henderson, who was the champ for a long time. You know, was supposed to fight Pettis for the title. Then lost a very narrow split decision loss to Bobby Green, who I shouldn't have lost to. I was out there fucking lollygagging. Then I got destroyed by Tony Ferguson. It was like a mental it was a mental thing. Like, ah, oh, the other two fights I came up short, no big deal. This guy can't do anything to me. Fuck, he proved me wrong. There's just a mentality. Just the mentality was different. But then I I got I went I went home. I was like three in a row. You just you have to take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror and go, this is coming to an end real quick. It's gonna come sooner than you think. And if not, if it doesn't come to an end real quick, there's a there's a whole and you'll notice it within a couple years of you being retired. And I'm doing I'm saying this directly to Tony. Is that you're gonna notice things in your brain, you're gonna notice things in your the way you talk to people, you're gonna notice things in the way you the way you talk to your wife, the way you talk to your kids, the way you the way you handle yourself. And you need to have a reality check. I can't even explain it. You have to understand how to reel it in. Because you're the only one in charge of your mentality and your and your body language and the words that come out of your mouth that can affect your relationships with everyone. And it's it's a I've had these conversations with myself a lot. You know, because there's times where words come out of your mouth and it's you don't realize it. And so I, I get nervous for him watching him take these L's. So it becomes become a little emotional. It's it's a it's a little fucked no. up. But I no, care no, for the no, guy. I care for all. all these fighters. It's the truth. Yeah. And the and the it's it's people have no concept of how lonely it gets. It's lonely mm -hmm. when it's you know when you're winning, Josh. Everyone wants to be around mm -hmm. you. Everyone wants you. Know, oh, you know, do this, do that. When you're losing, there's still the people that want to be around you and there's still the people that, you know, are there for you, but they just, they don't know how to communicate and, and, you know, make things better for you. So a lot of times they'll hang back because uh, I just, I'll just give them the space and the space is basically the last thing you need at this mm -hmm. point with some of them. And it's a matter of, you know, like I said, I love Tony. I've known Tony for a long time. He, he's a hell of a fucking athlete. He's a hell of a fighter. I don't know how, if he doesn't want to retire. That's okay. I, I understand that. But there comes a point, you know, what are you going to do here? You know, it's what are you going to do to change this up? Because really now it's come to the point of, you know, they're it's they, they've not given him easy opponents in anybody no none of them you know when you take a look at you know obviously the gaethje was for the interim championship uh to then fight habib and so that didn't work out and then charles Oliveira becomes the champ you know and then he fights benil a tough goddamn fighter he fights michael chandler you know nate diaz bobby green you know so who are we going to say is the easiest fight there bobby green that ain't an easy fight for nobody bobby green is a pain in the ass so i you know 
I, I sat there before and I thought based upon pay, the UFC might say, you know, we're going to, we're going to let him go, but they haven't done that. And that's, you know, hats off to him for not doing that and giving him fights. But I think it, it comes down to that. It's, they're not going to, this is the same thing that happened with BJ. And, and when, you know, I did BJ's fight against, wasn't his last fight, but it was his fight against Yair Rodriguez. And I did, I'm being honest, you know, I did not want to ref the fight because I knew what was going to happen. And I, I loved BJ as a fighter. I love him as a person. And I knew that this is just a bad fight for him. This kid is too fast, too good now for what BJ is now. And I, and I asked, you know, Sean Shelby, I said, dude, why are you doing that? Why are you fucking putting BJ against this young kid and stuff? I go, you know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. And he goes, yeah, John, I do know what's going to happen. He goes, but he makes a lot of money. And I can't give him somebody that he can just beat because then he just wants another fight and more money. So he's going to have to earn that money. And I was like, yeah, fighting sucks. <laughs> it's just, you know, but he, I, I understood it. I was like, okay, you know, I get it. But man, it just sucks. And, and, and Tony's in that position. He's got to fight people that are good. And I don't, th I don't think he wants to fight anybody that's not good. But he's going to have to figure this out, you know. Well, I can. That, 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 whole, that whole thing, that whole rundown, Josh, is what? It's 10 years off his life. <laughs> well, it's, and, and it's, it's, it's one of those, I don't know what to do. Well, here's the thing, though, John, is the Justin Gaethje fight and the Charles Oliveira fight, those two fights alone, I can, and I speak from experience because it happened to me with him. At that age, yeah. the damage he took in that Gaethje fight, oh, it changes you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It changes your body. It changes the way you think. I'm the first one to tell people that all the time. I said, look, you can't crash that car like that. You do that a couple of times. It's not the same car. It's not even so much a couple of times. It doesn't work. It's sometimes just one time. And at the age that yeah, he absolutely. was at, I believe he was 36, 37 at the time of the Gaethje fight. It, it's, uh, you're not the same. And after the Tony fight, I was, I was never the same. <clears throat> I never fought the same after that. I fought more conservative. I didn't, I was, I was always a step behind. Um, I was fighting guys, you know, when I fought Paulo Villaseca, talented young man, 11 and one, I think it was his record, but I mean, he should have never even got to the second round with me. But it was one of those fights. I was more concerned about getting hit by him because he was younger and he had power mm -hmm. and yeah. he was short and stocky and all those things that I kind of were like, man, I get hit by this guy. It could be over. It's it's just I dug deep in the Tony Ferguson fight <clears throat> as deep as I fucking could to still be there to finish the fight. I just I never wanted to quit. That, that second round was was brutal. Tough. It was brutal. Tough. And I, I tell this story. It's in. It's probably was one of my most viewed shows um, that I did back before you and I joined. Is um, I was in the back in that for about probably forty five minutes to an hour, shivering in the shower. And the the shower was on hot steam water, and my body was shivering. I couldn't get my. I couldn't control myself. I was shivering so much. I'd lost so much blood. My body was in shock, you know, and. Um, it took me a long time, you know, that night to actually get my body to stop shivering. I'd say it took me probably about two hours, three hours for my body not to shiver. I had sweats on, had sweaters on. We were in San Diego, by the way. 
the fucking yeah, the weather, like it was cold, the weather was nice. Um, it wasn't until I got like probably two or three drinks in me that I re- that I, I, my body stopped shivering. <clears throat> you know, it's just you're not the same fighter. I think those fights from the Justin Gaethje and the Charles Oliveira, Benil Dariush, Chandler, the knockout he took against Chandler, like those fights right there. That that kind of knockout is huge. Yeah, like I mean, is I've seen guys in the gym got knocked out very similarly in with shin pads on and with headgear on and all that. And they were never the same ever again, yep. ever again. Um, look, I'm not saying he should retire. If you don't want to retire, cool. Do what you want. But you've got to look, like I said, you got to take a good look in the mirror and just realize that <clears throat> even at 40 years old, 41 years old, I said this on Rogan's show when I was on there. If you live another 40 years, think about you have a whole other life ahead of you. That's right. What are you going to fucking do? You got to start thinking about that now. Your kid, your yep. kids, like he's got young kids. They're not going to get to college until you're 60. That goes through my mind every single time, John. Like the kids Man, won't, your is... kids won't even get to college until you're 60 years old or 58. That money that you made through your career is gone. Yeah. It ain't there. What else are you going to do? You imagine how much money you spent just just to get you where you're at. How much money you're not making the money you're making during that year, those years. After you retire, you're not making any of that. It's going to go oh, no. fast. It's going to go real fast. And so as much as I care and I I want the best for him and <clears throat> I have no ill will towards Tony. This is the fight game, man. This is the game. I I admire him a lot for what he's done in his career. He, I think he's yep. chasing. This is my own. This is my own thought, John. He's chasing that fight that never happened against Habib. He thinks it's gonna. He, I, and I'm not saying he's trying to get the Habib fight. I'm saying that he's chasing that one big fight. He never got it. He was always right there. He never got the one big fight. He never got to fight Connor. He never got to fight Habib. He never got to fight that one. The the fight. The, well, because that that Habib fight was there five curse. times. Uh, five times. I mean, you talk about a cursed fight. Yeah. You're right. That is exactly what it was. I mean, he Tony blew out his knee doing media the week before that fight. Unbelievable. It wasn't the week before. It was the I week mean, of. It was on Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday of. or Thursday. Yeah, I, I have I have the of. tickets for the fight because I was going. Freaking crazy. Yeah, I have the tickets to the fight because I was going. Yeah, they were like the black. Yeah. Like hard uh, plastic, like black silhouette with yeah. gold on it. Yeah, it was a big deal. Nope. Anyways, uh, him and uh, him and Connor got into it also. Dave, you have that? Yeah. So Connor uh, tweets in response to that message. Connor tweets, "I'm gonna end you badly. I've not forgot." But then also Tony responds back too. Oh, let me click. What did he say? Yeah. I never saw so that. I finally got I your bitch. What, what does he mean? What does he mean? He's not forgot. I don't know. What What was the? the... Yeah, I, I I didn't actually know that uh, that reference mm-hmm. there. Uh, Tony responds saying, "Ah, there's my bitch. Took a few <laughs> to get your attention. Eh? Remember when you used to work for me and I fired your ass for not doing your job? When you're done signing your legal issues, sign on the dotted line, coward." Hey, oh, Adi used to manage Tony, I believe. Wasn't okay. it Adi? I think uh, I, 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 I believe that he was managed by Paradigm for a second. Can you look that up? Oh, look, last time I said something about Audi, it wasn't true. He got all, he got a, 
got all upset at me. But I believe Tony. You can't say, you can't say the I wrong know, stuff. I believe, I believe Tony was managed by Paradigm at the, uh, and he ended up leaving. I don't, I don't know. Just type in Tony Ferguson managed by uh, Paradigm. Sports. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tony Ferguson responded after, this is from 2022, yeah. uh, accused, uh, Connor accused him of uh, constantly changing management, which is why Paradigm no longer represents him. So maybe at one time he did. Something along those lines. Yeah. But, yep. I don't know. Hey, is, I just I want know. him to. They're, bo- they're both. I want him to have a good career. They're both in that position though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want him to have a good life. I want, yeah, exactly. I'm not worried about Tony's career. I'm worried about, I want Tony to, to have, you know, there comes that point, and, you know, and you said it, and I agree with you that, you know, you got to give up your old life to start your new one. And there comes that point, you got to figure out when that point mm-hmm. is going to be that you're going to start your new life. And uh, it's not an easy thing to give up your old life because it's what you know. But there's so many things out there for Tony to yeah. do. So many things. And Tony takes the same work ethic that he's had in fighting and puts it to whatever he decides. Tony's going to be a success. Yeah. No, I know. He just got to have the same type of motivation he did in fighting to do anything else. That's it. Yep. All right, next. What else you got for us, Dave? All right, we found out today, uh, Tuesday, that Mike Perry is the backup fighter for Logan Paul. Hell of a backup Dennis. fighter. I love that. I mean, Logan, Logan, now Logan better yeah. pay Dylan not to fuck. I mean, I'm like Dylan, man. Step aside, dog. Let let uh oh, let Platinum man. Mike Perry step up in there. Mike Perry, I think, knocks fucking Logan Paul out. Mike Perry is a mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. Mike Perry is just a. Mike Perry's one of those guys that you know. Do you remember a guy named Tex Cobb? Randall Tex Cobb. He fought Larry Holmes for the heavyweight championship. I believe of the world. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played football. I want to say it was a, I don't, maybe it was Texas, not Texas, uh, Texas Tech, mm-hmm. or something like that, but he was played football and then he became a professional boxer and he was also an actor. But man, he could take a shot and he would just keep walking forward. And he was Randall Tex Cobb was the, the epitome of the guy that, you know, you've had those guys that, you know, you could say in sparring, but you've been in a fight, you hit the guy with everything mm-hmm. you have, it's a perfect shot, and they just go. <laughs> Yeah. And they come forward, and you go, ah, yeah. shit. <laughs> That's Mike Perry. That's what I love about it. Mike Perry's got that just dog in him. I th- I couldn't ask for a better backup fighter. I mean, personally, I you know. know he's going to come to fight. You know he's going to be there. And you got to get me ready. You got to give it up to BKFC that they're allowing him to do yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. I love that about them. Perfect. Yeah. There was a lot of talk that Rockhold was going to end up fighting uh, Logan Paul also. So in a boxing match, we'll see if that ever pans out for afterwards. There was a hey. There was something else that I sent you, Dave. Um, yeah. No, no, not that. Not that. This. Pull that up last. Um, okay. There's another. Yeah, there was another <laughs> thing that I that I wanted. I think I sent you. It was the thing with um, Juliana Pena. <clears throat> Juliana. Yeah, Pena. her and the. Oh, maybe I didn't send it to you. Damn it! Look it up. I'm talking about bo- against her and uh, Bueno it? Silva. They got into it. Bueno Silva. Bueno Silva's in, gonna have problems right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about that too. Bueno Silva tested positive for performance enhancing drug, which apparently lines up with her ADHD medication. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just saying it's it's called the performance enhancing drug. Am I yeah. right? Okay, but it lines up. Okay. But then you have Juliana Pena coming out calling her the Chitara, the Chitara, living up to her nickname. <laughs> 
back to being a curtain jerker on the apex and can go and, and there you go. You might, you fought, you fought two 41 year olds this year and you had to cheat in order to get it done. Can't pass a drug test. Keep my name out of your mouth. You dumb broad. She's fucking well, Juliana Pena is fucking Juliana Pena. She's on fire. Look, first, first off, Juli, Juliana Pena has a very sharp tongue. It is razor sharp. And she goes out to you. She's going to say whatever the hell she wants. But, you know, look, I don't, I don't know what, and, it, and this is where, you know, there is a question when you're talking about Bueno Silva, you're saying, she said, look, I, I, I took this medication. No doubt about it. It's prescribed to me. It's for ADHD. Um, I normally, I stop it the week of, you know, the fight. And that seems to have worked in the past. It didn't work this time. Okay. I want to know what does that drug that she's taking do to, to enhance your performance? Does it, you know, and, and this, and the reason why I'm saying that in, in that fashion, Josh is, you know, everything that they have as a performance enhancer, cause they have marijuana as a performance enhancer. I'm sorry. Derp, derp, That's not derp, a performance enhancer. Derp, derp, derp. Yes. I thought they removed it. <laughs> there are plenty of places where Texas, yeah. okay, you can't get caught with marijuana. Performance enhancer. And so I'm not saying what she did, you know, is good or anything like that, but I want to know exactly what does that drug that she's taking do to enhance your performance. That's my question. I don't know. I want to know. Can you imagine if Juliana Pena was your wife or your girlfriend? She would fucking she... verbally abuse you. And then after she verbally <laughs> abused the fuck out of you, she would beat yeah. the shit out of you, probably with the bloody end of your dick. <laughs> John. We were talking about chimpanzees before ripping bro, something off. Well, you could she... have a, a girlfriend that could do that or a she wife would that could do that too. You Can you, you better be a fighter to deal with her. She is. Her husband's a Chicago police he officer. He better be. He better have a badge and a gun to protect He's himself. He's got a gun. <laughs> she is fucking ruthless with her tongue, man. Like I do. She, but you know what? She's awesome. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she really is. She's an awesome person. Uh, you know, she just is. She's gonna tell you what she thinks. Yeah, I love that. I mean, she's out there. She's out there making it work, man. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um. Yeah, it sucks because look, no matter what, uh, Bruno Silva's gonna end up getting a six month suspension, no matter what. <clears throat> yeah, no matter what. So she'll be out for a while. I don't know how that affects the rankings. I don't know how they're gonna put it, but but look, the reason why some of this stuff is uh, test positive is that it helps mask the age. It helps mask <clears throat> um, the use of other drugs. Other, yeah, yeah, could be. So I don't know. Could be. All right, and the last thing you got for us, Dave. All right, I got a. Uh picture from UFC this past weekend uh, of Alderman Sterling and Sean uh, Sugar Sean facing mm -hmm. off and in the middle is Bruce Buffer I know you don't have a comment about the fight you have a comment about something yeah like Bruce Buffer man I love you brother I love you and I've always kind of admired your uh, your dress code but brother that thing looks like John said it looks like it came with batteries what <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to end these shows with a little bit of laughter and some fun. That that is hilarious, man. Like, look, John, you brought up a good point earlier when we were talking about it off air. I, if this was worn in December, like it's like the Grinch, yeah, Christmas. yeah, or Christmas, I would be like, you know what? Good call, good call. 
Because it lights Good up call. like a Christmas tree. It looks like Absolutely. it comes with... In August, yeah, in, August. In, Boston. in Boston. Bruce, I love you. You are you are the man. You have fucking been an incredible career. And you are a classy dude that usually dresses to the nines. Mm-hmm. Tell Kings Bay they need to reinstall the battery pack on that jacket. <laughs> it, it, well, it changed colors yeah. as he moved. It was like the it was like a you know the paint jobs mm-hmm. you get on the on the kids that have the 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 drift cars, mm-hmm. the nineteen year olds that have the souped up Japanese drift cars, and they've got that paint that just changes. That was that jacket, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, nah, yeah, you should have saved that. When one he for moved, it, it moved with it, and it lit up even more, and it went dim, and it was yeah. But here's the thing, though, as I'm looking at this picture, I just realized, brother, if you not watch the movie Boomerang, you got to coordinate. You have a blue face watch on with a red and green jacket. Come on, brother. You got to get a green face watch. Get a green face Rolex. It's about coordination. Yeah, you got to coordinate, coordination. bud. You got to coordinate. Dude, now you're making Hold it. You're making the man actually have to go out and buy a, a fi- at least a $30,000 watch. For, you, for color coordination, you know he, Bruce, your watch is you fine. You know he dude. can afford it. You know he can <laughs> he afford, afford it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Look, I, 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 I got to say this. The last thing, though, is. Bruce, it might not be the batteries. It's just your persona that's lighting. That, that is jacket. true. So that it's is okay, true. brother. I mean, it pops okay. really well with the Monster Energy drinks in the background. You know, and Sean O'Malley, and Sean O'Malley's <laughs> hair. It, it, it does. It all pops you know really what? Look well. at that. You know, all of Sean's tattoos and his pants all work mm-hmm. with it. The pink hair. Well, I mean, shit. Does. Sterling's got green hair. His his uh, braids were dyed yeah, green. That's true. Good yeah. stuff, man. Maybe maybe he just coordinated with them. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up our show today, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Make sure you guys tune in for the PFL tonight. Don't miss it. Yep. Tune in, watch the PFL tonight. John, take us away. Clay Cargo. Clay, Clay Cargo. Clay Cargo. Clay Collard. Clay Collard against Shane Burgos will be a fantastic fight. So go and watch it now. We'll see you.